Welcome back, everybody, for another week. We're still on the air of the Weekly Wilson. You can email the pod at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. I am your host with his hair down, Brian Wilson. And I am your host with a recently discovered favorite hair upening method. No, really? Jay Wilson. What's your What's your recently discovered hair opening method? <laughs> um. Well, it is the messy bun. Okay. Because how is? Oh, sorry. I feel like is that just like putting in a bun with less effort, or what? So I'm glad you asked, Brian, because I did some research. Um. <laughs> oh jeez. So, you watch YouTube videos? <laughs> well, yeah. So what happened was I um. I was like, I feel like I see. A lot of guys with like really messy buns, and mine are. I've gotten a tactic that's very easy, but it it looks too good, Brian. It looks like I'm too good at it, and it just mm-hmm. almost looks manufactured because of how precise it is. Okay. So, I was like, I need to master a messy bun technique because also I really like putting in low effort, and I feel like although I'm very good at this method that I've have, mm-hmm. it still takes more time than I feel like putting my hair up should. Um. So then I looked into it, and I saw a video where the guy was saying, hey, so I'm going to show you how to do a messy bun. And the video was 10 minutes long, Brian. Oh, boy. Does not seem like less effort. And I think he was going to show multiple methods, but then what happened was, at the beginning of the video, he made a sort of a dig at other videos. He's like, so um, when I was looking on the internet, I found a lot of videos where guys would be like, all right, we're going to do the messy bun. And three, two, one. And then, like, done. And he's just like... Uh-huh. So they're just basically illustrating, like, sort of the movements and how little effort you should put in to make it look messy. But I feel like that's not as helpful. So I'm going to really break it down and show you some techniques. And I'm just like, pause. You sound like the worst. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, if I go to any how-to video and it's longer than... I think three minutes is probably my cap. I'm like, okay... You're putting in way more details or nonsense or unrelated content than needs to be in here. Unless it's something like something like a car fix or something you would expect to take longer. Yeah. If I'm looking up, yeah, like how to put my hair in a bun, if the video's, if it's in my bun, or it's, if it's how to, put, if it's in my buns, if it's how to put my hair up in a bun and the video's longer than one minute, probably I'm out. Yeah, it's like, there's probably some sort of equation we could determine for like, as a function of the length of the time it should take the task to actually do versus how long the tutorial should be. Uh-huh. It's, there's probably a number or like some sort of formula. But yeah, that for that sure. video was outside of it because um, I paused it and then tried the thing that he illustrated that he didn't like and I was like, yeah, nailed it. Good to go. <laughs> <laughs> We're done here. Yeah. And then I, I watched like... the other nine minutes. I watched like 30 seconds of his tutorial and I'm just like, yeah, no, this is garbage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, so, um, yeah. So I think I'm also on the road to put a lot less effort in and honestly like the way it looks better. And that also led me to wonder, what are you doing these days for your hair? Okay, I want to make two two counterpoints. Not counterpoints, but just responses. <laughs> One, shout out to Google. Have you Googled something and then it pulls up a video and says suggested clip? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it pulls out like the 30 valuable seconds of the 10-minute video and it's like, watch this. It's worked well once. Okay. But then all the other times it's like, 10 seconds into the description of what I need to do. It like skips steps one and a half. And then I'm just like, wait a minute. And then I have to do an awkward scroll back. I actually was thinking this week how much I detest 
watching YouTube videos, not in YouTube platform apps or browser. Like, oh yeah, phone browser YouTube is one of my least favorite things. <laughs> Dude, Sydney still does not have the YouTube app. What? Well, to be fair, our family is much more into YouTube than I feel like most other people. Yeah. But I'm like... Come on. If you watch videos on your phone, you gotta have the YouTube app. So every time I go to watch a video or I'm like, oh, your phone's closer, I'll just pull it up on here. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm gonna go get my phone. Yeah. It's like, honestly, the technology goes back, I'd honestly say upwards of five years when you're not using the YouTube app. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was trying to watch a TikTok that someone sent in a group chat that that was on Reddit. Yeah. So I click the Reddit link, it takes me to the Reddit page, and I don't use Reddit nearly frequently enough to justify getting the app. Mm-hmm. But us- so usually I can just continue in browser. It was shutting me out. It was not having it. It was no. like, you're either getting the Reddit app or you are not watching this TikTok on Reddit. I bet you it's like they're colluding to try and like force us into getting branded apps because they don't like it when we use the browser. It's probably not as good for their like numbers or whatever. Yeah. I bet... Yeah, I bet most, I don't know, services or whatever, like, it's just another thing they have to upkeep. It's mm-hmm. another platform they have to devote resources to maintaining. Yeah, it's like, like getting rid of... Everyone would just use the app. We wouldn't yeah. have to have this stupid website anymore. It's like getting rid of, um, it's like getting rid of wires from devices. It's like just the mm-hmm. next echelon or something. But, uh, yeah. but yeah, but so... Then, Oh, sorry. But people are always going to use computers and web browsers, so, like... Well, yeah, but if you look at the history of things, it's, like, um, if you recall, like, the very, very earliest, quote-unquote, smartphones, like, websites weren't made to, like, do that, so then it was all on the... It was the burden of phones to make web browsers work for them, so then everything looked like crap, and if you notice, like, it's still not very optimized. Like, on your phone, if you Google something your whole first screen and then like half of the next screen is all ads because on a normal like browser window it might be three lines and then you can still see like the next mm-hmm. three best searches but your phone's just not big enough so yeah. i have there was a browser a while back that was like designed for mobile phone usage it was like i remember that i think it was too small or like too new to like be not buggy enough to be good but like a lot of the features they had like made a lot of sense like it pulled up the first page that loaded rather than like shows you a list because like most of the time, they're all going to answer your question, and you just want one first. Mm-hmm. So, like, stuff like that, but... Yeah. And to be fair, I guess, even on my computer, I'm moving towards the point where I'd rather have an app on my computer than actually go to the website. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have the Zoom app on my computer. Or, like, the Spotify app. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, um, I use the Netflix app. Oh, really? using the Netflix website. That's it bold. depends. I, I honestly don't watch that much TV anyway. And when I do, if I'm watching it on my computer, I'm usually using Netflix Party in mm-hmm. Chrome so I can watch it with other people. Yeah. Shout out Netflix Party. That's awesome. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. Just apps in general. Yeah. So well, maybe computers are going to move to be more app-centric. Yeah, and we're starting to drift into what I want the main topic to be. So I think we, like, hold these thoughts. But um, Okay. Because I want to talk later about, like, how we consume content and how we think it's going to change and, like, how it's been consumed in the past. Okay, so we'll get away from that, but that's a teaser for later in the episode, so stick around for the yeah. second half. So, um, the yeah. other point I was going to make oh, is that yeah, I, I also realized... Point. We drifted so far. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're all about, man. Um, I also realized this week how long 
like how much effort I put into putting my hair up because my main thing is the little bubbles you get on the top of your head. Mm -hmm. That's my main gripe that I'm trying to get rid of, which I realized it's a lot easier to not have those if you wash your hair more than once every 14 days. Yeah. But that's beside the point. Wait, so you have a frequency of washing now. I thought you were on zero for a while. Um, I mean, I don't think it's a regular frequency by any means. It's just like, it goes through the phase where I'm like, it's not poofy. I like it here. And then that lasts for quite some time. And then I get to a point where I'm like, okay, now it feels gross. So it's not like, it's not frequent enough for you to have a time interval that you would say to somebody. No. Okay. Definitely not. Um, if they say, how often do you wash your hair? And I say, whenever it feels really gross. Yeah. I, uh, well, you know, in my over-informative, uh, messy bun, uh, video, mm-hmm. he mentioned that if you have curly hair, you might want to use some sort of, like, I forget what his term was, but, like, it's basically just, like, a curl consolidator. Yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. Like, but, like, yeah, no, that's what I was saying in my head. It's just, like, I'm not gonna use some curl consolidator. Like, I have a max of, like, two slots for my hair to attune to. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> if my, if some, if an item requires hair attunement... And I only have two oh, positions. Oh, I didn't realize you were making a D&D reference. Yeah, so, like, if I, like, have to add, like, a curl consolidator, theoretically, if my hair was curly, I would have to, like, bump mm-hmm. either shampoo or conditioner, because, like, I can't stand adding too many products to my hair. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But anyways, anyways. I realized it takes me too long to put my hair up when I went into the office one day this week, because we have our parking lot, and then there's probably, like... Mm, maybe a hundred yard walk no less than that Mm -hmm. 75 yards from my car to like the turnstiles where you go in and then so I got out of my car and was like on the walk and then I like saw a guy come out of the turnstiles and I was like my hair's annoying the wind's blowing I'm gonna put it up so I started putting it up and I was like I don't know I always feel like people are judging me when they see me put my hair up I do feel silly they're like they're like, oh, look at this man putting his hair up. Like, you're not a man. Because it's impossible to look, like, reasonable when you're putting your hair up as a man, I feel like. Because you have to do this, and then you have to, like, get yeah. it, and, like, gather it. And, like, all all of the movements look whimsical, and, like, you don't have reasonable values. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm a good 60 yards away from this guy. Start putting my hair up. And then I'm, like, trying to smooth out the top because I don't want any stupid bubbles, trying to gather it all up. Mm-hmm. And I start putting it in. And then it's, like, I just finished putting my hair up as I'm passing this guy. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, this just took far too long. Like, he's he got to watch the entire process. And, like, the process is still kind of going on as I'm walking by. Yeah. I feel like a darn fool. <laughs> yeah, well, this method, I'm not sure if it helps the bubble thing. I don't know if that's just a curly hair guy thing i think i just need to wash my hair i think that solves that problem i think that might help um but i can sympathize with like not liking the way it is after you wash it um yeah at least for me i didn't i don't like when my hair is like particulate like i don't like when every individual strand is doing its own thing i need them to do like Mm -hmm. the buddy system yeah Um, that's what when i don't wash for a while they start doing the buddy system yeah no i totally i i understand that for sure but um in order to do that what i've noticed is um Lack of brushing. I don't know if you brush your hair. I'll comb it every once in a while in the shower. Okay. You never brush it? Not really, no. Okay, yeah, because when I stopped brushing my hair as much, I noticed that, like, even after washing now, sometimes, if I do the thing where I, like, will barely dry it and then wear a buff to let it dry Mm -hmm. in that, and it takes a long time in the buff, but it's just, it's not, like, wet laying against me, and, like, it's just... 
it takes a lot longer, but I don't have to think about it at all, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. And then when I take it out of that, it's usually like kind of in tendrils rather than individual hairs. Um, yeah. Even if it's clean. So that's kind of been my method recently. But um, okay. what was I, where was I going with that? Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I do. And then to avoid like the lumps being weird, I think mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if there's lumps. It just matters um, sort of like the... Uh, if your, like, scalp shape is homogenous, you know? So, like, if you have uniform what? lumps, you know. Yeah. Like, not your actual scalp, but, like, the shape of your hair when you pull it That's back. I say, is my, is my skull just misshapen? Yeah, is that you what you're telling me? lump you have on the center of your head? No, but, um, <laughs> if you, like, if you have regularly distributed hair bumps, then it looks like a style, versus one looks like what that guy do to his hair. Interesting. Yeah. Like, my, one of my, the sort of, the hallmark of, like, the, the, um, handsomely disheveled hair look is one of my former climbing partners, Christian. He has, like, really long hair. It's not, I'd say it's, like, I forget. I feel like it's pretty curly. It honestly might be a halfway point between you and I. He has really nice curls. Like, he has, like, kind of go into, like, defined curls. But then, when he puts Mm -hmm. his hair up in a messy bun, man, it's a, it's a sight to behold. It's, like, perfectly evenly disheveled all over interesting yeah. okay maybe i'll have to try that yeah um we talked about but that I will way say, longer than i intended yeah as you were talking i did try to put my hair up as fast as i could and it took me about three seconds and i'm not seeing any lumps so yeah i feel like the hair knows when you try hard yeah yeah <laughs> the hair gives you what you deserve yeah no it's uh well like i think when we want we want to cultivate a certain you know what i'm not diving into that because we've talked about hair for too long already um, <laughs> all right, on to the next thing. Scott, Scotty's giving us the move along signal. Oh, he just threw like loose, like loose produce at me. It's not, it's not <laughs> rotten, but he's playing, he's playing the boo soundtrack. Like he has one of those like soundboards that yeah. it's not plugged into our audio, so the viewers don't get it. But as we're recording, we're getting like rap air horns and stuff. Okay, now he's just playing the first three tones of like the Seinfeld intro, like over and over. <laughs> I don't know. It's Dude, this is gonna you know, be hard to focus. <laughs> you met you met Tom and Colleen while you were here, right? Yes. S- Tom just got a speaker akin to the one that Squatch had um at our house in college. Oh yeah. Like same size, but this speaker has a rap air horn button on it. That is <laughs> classic. So and he got it because he's opening a gym. And uh, that speaker is going to be in their gym, so he said that's the PR button. That anytime someone like PRs on a lift, they get to go over and go. Meh, 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 meh. <laughs> that's awesome. So is it going to be like a powerlifting gym? Um, I think just like a gym in general. Like he's a personal trainer, but now he's moving and opening his own gym, so he's going to be like training people in his gym. That's cool. So um, whatever he'll fulfill the needs of whatever the clients need. The, the customer's always right. Fair. All right. Um, but yeah, we ha- we had the speaker on the beach though this weekend, so it was fun. Nice, nice, nice. Um, all right, but uh, so I have sort of an idea of how I want to proceed through the things I want to say. Okay. Um, basically, I'll do my best to derail you. A big chunk is one can one contiguous story. Do you want me to ask what that word means? No, I was hoping you would recognize it because um, I know it's it a word. It sounds like a good word. It is a word. I don't know how different it is from continuous. So isn't it isn't like contiguous a word? Like 
the 50 contiguous states. Maybe like, it's contiguous and I really have egg on my face right now. Contiguous? I don't know. Contiguous? We'll that that sounds up. more reasonable than contiguous, which I, in Does hindsight, whoever... I'm like searching my brain on like full speed right now to see if I've ever actually heard another human being say what I think this word sounds like, and I might have just been saying this wrong the whole time. Um, does whoever's right get a podcast point? Sure. Okay, here we go. Contiguous. Nice! Okay. Whew. I was nervous. So, <laughs> is that what you said? Yeah. That's exactly what you said? Mm-hmm. Contiguous. Wow. Your what does it mean? ability to, to say words right always amazes me. Um, sharing a common border. Touching. So, it is the contiguous states. Okay, yeah, the contiguous states, and then all the events of my day, I guess, are temporally contiguous. Yeah, well, the the second definition is next or together in sequence. Dude, I'm using, like, ACT words right now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Give this man a round of applause. Yeah, no, really, can we, like, have that edited over? Anyways, um, so I have, like, one large contiguous section, and then I have, like, a few things that don't need to be said in any order necessarily. What do you think I should do? Um, whatever you think is right. I wasn't listening. I'm putting a point in the in the notes for you. <laughs> ah, nice. Okay. Well, I'll uh, I'll start with my things that are, um, not time sensitive. Um. So first thing. Uh, back to our favorite segment. Uh, so I went for a run. Um. <laughs> this time <laughs> is on. Is that the title of the segment? So I went for a run. <laughs> yeah. This time on. So I went for a run. That's not fair. I can't participate anymore. You can't eventually. You'd be like, so I was biking the other day. Okay. I don't know. (laughs) um, So I went for a run. And uh, (laughs) it was last Friday morning. Or Thursday morning, yeah. So it's longer, So which means I get to go over to the belt line and run basically the whole belt line. Or at least what I thought was the belt line. Um, Or so I thought. Well, what I thought was the whole belt line, because there's another later... Uh-huh. Uh, Schnickel Fritz that I'll get into, but um, so isn't there another non-contiguous part of the belt line? Yes. Ah. Well, there's multiple non-contiguous parts of the belt line, but there's one section that I determine is the longest contiguous portion of the belt line. Okay. <laughs> isn't contiguous if it's one portion because it's one thing by itself? Well, there's like links broken up by the longest contiguous length of the belt line because like it's never broken up. Okay. We are vastly... It, I feel like it's almost certain that the episode title has to have contiguous in it. <laughs> I know, yeah. I'm writing that down, too. Unless... I have a couple of banger stories coming up. But anyways, so um, I was running, and I saw this... I, like, wave at, like, a bunch of people. I'm from the Midwest. So, um, I talked about this earlier. Mostly runners. But then, every now and then, there's an exception. If I make a special eye contact with somebody, um, or, like... There's a myriad of reasons, but anyways, so we'll go in later to what makes a certain eye contact special. Well, I said a special eye contact, trying to alter the word especially, like, and if I make an especially large amount of eye contact, but I tried to just, like, fit it to the sentence I wanted, and it didn't work. Uh (laughs) So I I I did have a certain special connection with this man, because, um, (laughs) so I was running, and, um, I see him... Make an eye contact with me, so I wave. He looks he looks like a friendly old man. Mm-hmm. And I say... Turns out he's a demon. <laughs> dude! Oh, man, you reminded me of something I totally could have forgot. I saw a dude at Pond City Market today who had literal horns embedded in his skull. 
I mean, it had to have been, like, makeup or something, That's right? what I think, but I looked at it for a long time, Brian. And if it was makeup, it was indiscernible. Wow. Because, I mean, yeah, people do that stuff for movies. But, like, the one rapper got a diamond implanted in the front of his forehead. Yeah. I don't know, Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> it was like that Weiss Kids You Know skit where a guy gets a blue whale penis grafted to the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> I have not seen that one. You've never seen that? That's a classic. No. <laughs> it's like comparing it to like getting a tattoo at the mall without asking your parents. And he's just like, God, I knew you would do this. <laughs> Why can't you just be cool? Oh, man. Um, but anyways. But with that whale about? penis on your head, how are you going to use your Mysterio vape dome? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. No one Bro- understands me. <laughs> She's like, what are you going to think of that when you're 40 years old and you still have animal genitalia grafted to your face? And he's like... When I'm four years old, I'm going to love it even more. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. But, uh, goodness, I wanted to say at the top of this episode that I, like, really feel like I'm coming into this podcast with, like, a full tank of podcast energy. Like, I had a good feeling about this one. All right. Um, We're rolling with it. But where was I at before that? I was talking about my run. Um, you oh. made special eye contact with an old man that turned out to be a demon. <laughs> yeah. So he uh, he says, I say good morning. And he says, he says, good morning. Great body. Ooh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. I had never heard that before. It's like such a respectful cat call. Yeah. No, and it was like, it was man to man. So like, I don't know. It, like, I don't want to make assumptions. He could have been like a really creepy old man. Yeah. But I never assumed that. I was just like, oh, like a nice a nice man thinks that I'm like in shape. Yeah. Like, Thank you. I was like, oh, I was, I was riding that high the rest of the day. It was, <laughs> it was great. Just goes to show like the smallest acts of kindness can really change a person's, turn a person's day around. So. Yeah. Um, ne- with, never hesitate to throw out a compliment. Yeah. Along with that, I complimented a dude's, uh, uh, a guy's sport jacket. Like a, yeah. like a. He was wearing like a suit jacket with a regular outfit, and I was just like, loving the jacket, man. He was like, thank you. He didn't seem nice. very excited that I complimented him, so. Yeah. Mission failed. But, um, in line with that, I've also converted from the deuces or lazy wave when I'm yeah. running to thumbs up. Interesting, okay. Since I'm only like really waving to runners these days, it's like the thumbs up I feel like is way more encouraging, and I really yeah. like the vibe. When someone gives me a thumbs up, in my head I hear, keep it up, you're doing great. Yeah, yeah. So I do like, I do closed mouth smile, thumbs up. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, um, but. <laughs> Glad you're really finding your stride there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, this point's dumb. I'm going to say it, but I'm not going to talk about it at all. I got new shoes. Um, yeah, that's it. Um, for like running, them. but I feel as like though them. there was another. Oh yeah, two other things. I went to dinner with a uh, Maddie and Stu. Do you remember them? Yep. Yeah. So yeah, in the polo, you were like, I think it's her boyfriend, but I'm pretty sure they're engaged. No, I, I'm not pretty sure they're engaged. I said I think they're still. I think he's still just her boyfriend, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were engaged at this point. And I. Oh no, I was telling you, you. St- on the polo said they were dating and I was like no they're engaged oh they're definitely engaged yeah cause I remember when me and Sydney got engaged Aunt Lori was like 
don't plan your wedding on the same time as them. Oh, yeah. Okay, I suppose I also could have, like, at any point tried to perceive whether or not she had a wedding or an engagement ring on. (laughs) Yeah, that's... I always am oblivious to rings. Yeah, but, um, I was, like, I was oddly nervous to go to dinner with them. Do you ever get that? I mean, yeah, that's fair, because they were, like, they're, like, family friend that, like, we definitely know well. Yeah. And are familiar with, but we don't hang out with them a lot. Yeah, like, I'm sure I've talked directly to her, but never in an organic setting where it was, like, both parties, her and I agreed to meet at a place. Yeah. You know? I guess, yeah, because you were, you hung out with Hayden a lot for a while. Yeah, so I've, like, I, I have interacted with Maddie on a number of occasions, but yes, for some, I don't know, just <laughs> weird social hangups, you know, I'm just like, oh, like, I don't know, like, I'm a little... I'm going to dinner. I don't know. There's no reason to be worried. But, um, so I went, and they're both so delightful. It was a great dinner. Like, yeah, not even just like, oh, like, going to dinner is fun. I had a good time. Like, it was like an especially, at least on my end, like, engaging conversation and good company. Yeah. A special. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, but, do uh, they live in Atlanta? Or? Yeah, they, they or both live and work in Atlanta. So, I think they're here for oh, the that's people. Oh, Yeah. And they, um... They actually live in a really cool part of town. Um, not as good as, like, freaking... The more I live in Atlanta and the more I talk to other people, the more I realize how insanely amazing Aaron's location and price of apartment was. Really? Like, it, it's, like, the best... It's, like, the ideal place to live, in my opinion, for the entire city yeah. of Atlanta. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, she just nailed it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm getting off track. Uh... Great dinner. I hadn't. I I wasn't sure if I had met Stu before or if I just like barely seen him in passing. But um, mm-hmm. he was a great guy. Um, he's from New Zealand. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I knew he was from across the pond. <laughs> Isn't that just like <laughs> down pond from us? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I knew he was from where that was not contiguous to the United States. Is New, Ze- New Zealand is in South America, right? Or is that Argentina? No, it's- it's over around uh, Australia. Are you sure? Yeah, it's off the coast of Australia. That's crazy. I never would have guessed. So down under the pond. Down under the pond. <laughs> but uh, he's a bottom dweller. <laughs> he said he called he called the waiter mate. That was a highlight of the evening. Okay, yeah, obviously. And uh, we were talking. So I didn't realize, but um, him and Maddie were both running at a certain point. But I think he's uh, stopped running as much since. But like. Maddie is, like, training hard running. Really? Like, she's running, like, almost every day, I think. She's, like, doing mile repeats. Okay, yeah. And, like, she's training. And she's, like, really fast, and she's only been running for, like, a year, I think. Well, she was pretty good at track in high school. I forget if she did track, but she's always... She's, like, an athletic I'm person. positive. I'm positive she did track, because I remember racing Stowe. Oh, really? And her running at those meets, yeah. Okay, so I guess she just hasn't ran since high school, then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, she was pretty good at the eight hundred. No, yeah. So if it, I remember correctly, it stands to reason that she is also still now good at running. Um, cool. I wish I was still good at running. But then at one point, uh, we were talking about how you're not supposed to go all out every run, and then mm-hmm. Stu said, Please, "Yeah, master. it's like at the end of every run, you're not supposed to be knackered." And I was like, "Nice, nice." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No, but uh. I feel like I'm not cool enough to hang out with them already. No, like that, I felt outclassed. I was like, this is great. I'm (laughs) glad that you guys took the time, but like, I understand. (laughs) If we don't do this again, I understand. In a different echelon of like just existing in the world, you guys are both just 
crushing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that was really fun. And then Maddie actually uh, filled me in, gave me the inside scoop on a running group that I could go to. Yeah. She said that they were um, faster than, um, like, there were two groups. One was, like, faster than she wanted to go, and one was slower than she wanted to go, so she didn't really hang out with mm. them. But she said that I might have some fun. So I went there this Saturday and uh, ran with those folks. And nice. uh, it was a little bit slower than I wanted to go. I don't think the fast group that she saw was there. Um, mm. But everyone was so nice. I don't know why I'm surprised, like, runners are, like, nice. Yeah. Um, and then I was hanging out at the running shop afterwards, just, like, talking to folks. And then the guy who, like, organizes, or, like, leads it and, like, works the mm. shop, he was, like, talking to me. He was like, oh, so where are you from? Like, we were having a conversation. And he was like, yeah, so, um, oh, man, I have a friend. He's come here before, but he doesn't come here all the time. Um, he's really fast. He's trying to get his half marathon down below 120. I'll give you, like, here, here's my number. Ooh. Like, text me, and I'll, like, try to connect you guys. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, runners are the best. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm, like, leaving in, like, three weeks, so that's kind of a bummer, but, like, I don't know. I don't think mm-hmm. settling in in a month and a half is an unreasonable length of time it takes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I was just thinking this whole time, because I did listen to your polo about, um, oh. Running with these people, but you mentioned a specific man, um, Julian. Oh, great guy. And also, like, just based on your description of him as a person, I was like, could that possibly be I'm Pissed Julian from House of Run? No. He way. writes in and goes, House of Run, I'm Pissed. I'd have to hear his voice, but he based didn't... on your description, I was like, the description of that person might fit that voice. He was like, he was a character. Um, we were, like, all... There was four of us, and we were all laughing and talking, like, the whole run. And, mm-hmm. uh... I didn't hear him get pissed. <laughs> but... Well, I assume I'm pissed Julian is a character. But yeah. I don't know. So, you know, there's a chance. He's never said where he's from, has he? I don't think so, because he just leaves voicemails, yeah. Okay. I'd be surprised, but, yeah, it's possible. Next, yeah, next run, just bring up House of Run casually. Be like, yeah, email in. I'm Jay Wilson, also not the Beach Boy. And then um, see I feel if he like, comes out. Yeah, maybe. I mentioned you I was from Cincinnati, it. though. So, like, huh. if okay. he if he knew, if he listened to House of Run, and he met a Jay from Cincinnati who ran for the club. Maybe. Anyways. I don't we're... know if everyone listens as religiously as us, either. You also have to bring it up just to make sure you're not running with Chief. That's what I was saying. I was like, I was just like I'm going to a running group of, like, people who are, like, largely out of college. Mm-hmm. I have a very strong feeling I might run into Chief. This is, like, yeah. 0% relevant to anybody else listening to this podcast. Um, I know. <laughs> so I'm going to move on real quick. But uh, that was fun. And that one, I think, is my last non-contiguous uh, piece of update. Okay. So do you want to hop in? Because my next stint, I could get... I'm going to try to fly through it because like there's a lot of unnecessary stuff I could say. But like, it might take a bit. Okay. Yeah, I've got, I've got a couple good intermission points. Number one, I have adopted your apple eating strategy. What do you think of it? Life-changing. It is superior the superior way to eat an apple i'm so glad you're on board i haven't been able to get anybody else to come along does not bother me at all and then i was eating apples in uh when i was in cincinnati for mike's engagement party and i got a snapchat from grant the day after i got back of like the star the core in the middle yeah and he was like this honestly isn't bad right so i think i might i think i might have brought grant onto our side also dude it all goes back to ben <laughs> 
Yeah, Ben is the Apple father. I wonder where he got it from. I feel like Ben is like subtly shaped a lot of our what we do at this phase of life. I, know. I have so much respect for Ben. Great guy. <laughs> it, we have a lot of respect for all of our potential, like, well, brother-in-law slash soon, maybe, probably, eventually to be brother-in-laws. Yeah. It's like before when you were talking, you're like, well, well, if Greg said it, and Gre- Greg's a real man, so. <laughs> yeah we're not real men we're just noodles we have like we have different qualities (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna say i'm gonna leave it at that (laughs) yeah um so there was the apple and then also i gave another shot at uh peanut tea this week oh yeah (laughs) and i definitely i remember the first time i did it i used way too much water and the water was not hot enough because this time i filled the peanut butter jar up halfway Mm -hmm. with piping hot water Ooh, okay and it was i went in not thinking of, like, peanut-flavored drink. But I the, wasn't thinking pe- peanut tea. Yeah, the open and honest mind of a child. Yeah, you're like, it's going to taste mostly like water, but there's going to be, a, like, a hint of peanut. Yeah. And then I, I closed my eyes, imagined myself being handed this drink by an Ethiopian man. <laughs> <laughs> and took a sip, and I was like, this is kind of pleasant. Right? It's a very comforting flavor. Yeah, like, I don't think I would ever get a hankering for it, but, yeah. like, if I was in some social situation where I was expected to drink it, I would not be upset. If it came out before your meal at a restaurant, I would be like, ooh. Yeah, and they were just like, this is a thing we, like, everyone that comes to this restaurant gets a free glass of our famous peanut tea. Yeah. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, yeah. man, I feel so seen right now, Brian. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, um, <laughs> it's one of those instances where all we need is each other's <laughs> validation to feel like something is normal and acceptable. Well, after so many people just, like, making fun of me for, like... Or I, I'm not even making fun of me. Just, like, really just looking aghast at me when I, yeah. like, take a sip from a peanut butter jar. <laughs> <laughs> well, just everyone else out there, have an open mind. Next yeah. time you're throwing out a jar of peanut butter, pipe in hot water as hot as your sink can get. Fill the jar up halfway. Give it a good shake. And just... Take a sip. Open mind. Open mind is all I ask. Like, if somebody tastes them is like, I think this is gross, then I'd be like, yes, that's fine. You're entitled to Mm -hmm. that. But, like, I I just feel very, I feel a little bit hurt when people dismiss something out of hand as, like, that's really weird and move on. Yeah. I'm like, you could, you're missing out. You could be missing out on, you're missing out on an experience, good or bad. Precisely. missing out. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Brian. Um, Mm -hmm. Another thing I I encountered recently, though, was a... have you ever eaten the whole peanut? Is that something I never talked to you about? <laughs> the whole peanut, like shell and all? Yeah. I feel like that's akin to eating the whole lime. <laughs> that's what you would think, but it's honestly not bad. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, well, that I can even see, too, because the, the shells are salty. That's what I'm saying, Brian. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> I, I think it's Keegan from the lake, maybe, yeah. was the one who introduced me to this. And I was like... Because somebody at one point asked me, do I eat the whole peanut? And I was like, you can eat the whole peanut? And they're just like, you never tried? And then I did. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I can do that. Like, <laughs> you don't got to get the peanut out of the shell. You can just chomp them. Uh-huh. You know? It's a lot of fiber. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A little fiber never hurt. Um, mm-hmm. I did do it. I looked at an article, though. And, like, um, most of it was saying, yeah, it, was, <laughs> it said, why eat peanuts with the shell on? And then it, like, it said, like... It, the whole article was, like, not structured to convince somebody to eat peanut shells. It was, like, they listed everything, every reason you shouldn't, and then said, but I like to eat them. It's, like, 
<laughs> like, you're not helping me out here, article. Like, here, the first paragraph, just to illustrate the tone of the article. It was, um, peanut shells have a number of practical uses, at least according to the website of the National Peanut Board. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Who's the president of the National this Peanut Board? Hi, Brad. Is that their Ryan. full-time job, or is that just, like, a, a hobby? I imagine it's some respectable peanut farmer who was tapped for the responsibility and uh, very respectfully accepted the burden. Um, I imagine it's a man who only ever wears a Mr. Peanut costume and no one's ever seen his actual face. He almost certainly at least has suspenders on at all time. I would I would bet my house on that. Um, yeah. <laughs> Do you think he just always has, like, peanuts in his pockets, too? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like having Werther's, but he's just like, it's like oh, we're going to Uncle Peanut's house. <laughs> <laughs> his last name is actually Peanut. <laughs> And that's how he won the swing vote. You can't tell me the president of the National Peanut Board doesn't have, like, a peanut nickname that he has, like, people call him. Or her. Oh, We're being a little bit yeah. gender assumption. Mm-hmm. It could be a very independent female peanut president. Um, <laughs> we find just out, like, percent of the peanut farming industry is, like, dominated yeah. by women. <laughs> it was just a woman who really wanted control of all the nuts. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, first, <laughs> we got stuck on the peanut board. You can, for one, repurpose them as mulch or kitty litter. In lieu of salt, <laughs> you can scatter crushed peanut shells over a slick sidewalk come wintertime. Formed into briquettes, they can serve as an alternative to charcoal. You can also use peanut shells to pack fragile items. Me, I like to eat them. <laughs> what I got out of that is, you can use these as kitty litter, but I eat them. <laughs> yeah, it's like, anything that could be used as mulch, kitty litter, or charcoal does not sound like you're supposed to eat it. But they just kept being like, yep, it really doesn't sound like you should be able to, but you can. I do, at least. Is it okay? Was, like, the whole tone of the article. Yeah. <laughs> It's probably an article that's just, you open the article and it's like, you should be ashamed for having Googled this. What are you doing with your yeah. life? So then, like, by the end, it was saying, like, oh, the only downside really is that, like, sometimes, like, the stuff they spray on peanuts to, like, keep pests away can still be present mm-hmm. on the shell. And that can mess with your digestion. Oh, okay. To which I replied, I poop so regularly that I don't think I would be able to tell if my digestion was messed with. <laughs> I agree. And that was just a revelation problems. to me. Like, am I eating something that's, like, destroying me, but I'm just so regular that it's just, like, passes through <laughs> in an instant? I think it's just a runner thing. And, like, maybe a metabolism thing maybe. that we got going on. Yeah, because I've never have... I mean, I don't know. We don't have to go into that. No, it's a little TMI. <laughs> I just realized, though, earlier when I was talking about the peanut tea, convincing people to try it, the last part that I missed was, write in, tell us what you think. Yeah. Um... Let us know if we're crazy. Can we just be adult for a second, and can you tell me whether you think three times a day is a lot? For as a runner, a movement? I do not think... As a runner, I don't think it's a lot. Okay. But as a human being, gathering as all a your hum- data, As a normal human being, yes, too much. Or more than average. More than average. Too much is a negative connotation. I don't like that. <laughs> Above average. Above average. Thank you. Because <laughs> when I go through stints that I'm not running... Um, the frequency significantly declines. Yeah. Similarly, the quality, I... the quality significantly increases. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm a quantity over quality guy. As far as <laughs> when it comes to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word. We have gone horribly awry. We're in minute 40, Brian. 
Oh my gosh, time is flying. Yeah. I haven't even told any of my stories. Yeah, just you gotta go for it, man. I'm I'm a lost cause today. Okay, so I wanted to circle back to weddings. Okay. Really? <laughs> oh, you just didn't get everything you wanted to say in last time? <laughs> I know we covered everything on the mole topic, but for my wedding <laughs> or for what I think of human weddings, um, I've realized I just have a lot of beef with uh like all the traditions surrounding weddings and just like traditions for tradition's sake like throughout the planning process the thing that irks me the most is when we're talking about something and they're like oh well you have to do this and i was like people do that boring talk about moles man (laughs) (laughs) so i was talking to this mole about how his wedding went no i'm sorry keep going (laughs) yeah but when people are like, oh, yeah, that's a tradition. You have to do it. And I'm like, I've literally never heard of that. If it's a tradition, why have I never heard of it? Like the Granted, something old, I something been... new, something borrowed, something blue? That's weird. Yeah. I'm like, what? Something blue? Why? why? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I get I haven't been very involved in the wedding community for most of my life. <laughs> But it's like, I know the big ones, it's like, you get a ring. It's like, you do the cake. I know that when you feed each other cake. I think it'd be kind of weird if you were very involved in the wedding community before you were getting married. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess, is that a sexist thing? Because, like, I feel like girls kind of look into that. Yeah, they, well, here's the other thing, though, is, like, at least Sydney being my one data point, is she definitely knew, like, what she wanted (laughs) in her wedding. Is that your cute nickname for her? (laughs) Sydney's my little data point (laughs) Um, but yeah as we're planning it it's like she knew large concept what she wanted but a lot of the finer details it's like oh I I knew I wanted a small wedding but when you invite just the people you want to be there it's actually more than you think or um, like I don't know with the cake it's like do we want a big fancy cake or do we just want a cake that tastes good that like yeah is cheaper. I don't know. That's the thing. Or, when when you're when you were talking about the like l- amount of people coming to your wedding being like absurd, it reminded me mm-hmm. of how I was getting rid of shirts. Um, yeah. Because it's like I got rid of shirts to a point where it was like, okay, I've officially gotten rid of all the shirts that I don't wear. I would wear any one of these and like it. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I still had way too many shirts. So then I eventually started just have to analyze like which ones I wore most and then get rid of ones that I fully like enjoyed that shirt, wore it sometimes, but just didn't wear it as much as others. So I started getting rid of shirts that I liked. Yeah. It's and tough. it's like, yeah, it's like, you got to get rid of like, if, if you want to have a small wedding, like just family is still too much. Like you got to pair away family. You got to, it really makes you rank family, which is rough. <laughs> I know it's hard. Like it's one of the it's one of the biggest social complications that you'll go through in your life is picking like your groomsmen and then who's gonna be there and like where what where do you cut off the like friendship yeah. level? Which it shouldn't be because like, like nine out of ten times it's a hassle for people to travel and go somewhere. It's like I feel like way more often people are relieved that they're not going than upset that they weren't invited. Yeah, then you run into the weird dynamic of well, do I invite them and then. Hope they don't on the premise yes. that they probably won't come, or if I invite them, are they going to feel obligated to come, even if they don't want to? And then I'm going to be like, "Oh crap! Now they're coming, and I didn't want them to." I, didn't I feel like they would. Wilson's our emotional processing cannot cannot handle that many layers. Like for me, it's just like I don't want them to come. No invite. That is as far as I can get into it. That's about where I'm at. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, not even like I don't want you to come, but just like. I feel like... I don't think we're there. It, w- it would, like, put you out. 
yeah more and i don't know and especially when i'm just trying to keep it like bare minimum mm-hmm. i don't know but um the one of the traditions i wanted to dive into because then i started going through the process of uh like really trying to critically think about every tradition and what the point of it is and if I want it or how I could do it differently. Yeah. So the one case study I thought I came to really interesting conclusions on was rings. Okay. Like wedding bands. Because I was like, okay, uh, me and Sydney went, so I got her engagement ring. We had to go get it resized by like half a size or something. So while we were there doing that, I was trying on wedding bands just to like get an idea because I'm like, I have no idea what I want in wedding bands. So I was just like putting on random ones just seeing how they felt. Are you worried and about wearing a ring for the rest of your life? Like, does that just like feel weird to you? That's what I'm saying is I put a ring on and I'm like, this is an odd feeling. Yeah. And I know that I would get used to it after yeah. like two days. But I'm just like, this is weird. I'm like, I would never wear a ring if I didn't have to. Yeah. So, thus, therefore, I think this is a dumb tradition. So I'm buying a wedding cape. Yeah. That <laughs> <laughs> I wear all the time. Cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. So then I was like, this okay, is my what's wedding po- foam finger. <laughs> so I'm like, what's <laughs> I put a ring on the foam finger? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. There's a better one. There's one that's there's one that's weirder than this. What is it? This is my wedding mask. <laughs> wedding helmet? Not not like COVID mask, like yeah. party party full like demon slayer training man. What mask. about wedding sombrero? <laughs> that could be a good one too. Okay. I think okay, yeah. Moving on. <laughs> so my point though, yeah, was that I'm like, okay, what's the point of this ring? I need a symbol that says I it that's like symbolizes my I don't know. Like, commitment. Yeah, my commitment, my love for Sydney, always and forever. And I'm like, does that need to be a ring? I'm like, it could be a necklace. It could be a sombrero. It could be a cape. <laughs> like, it could yeah. be anything. Um, as long as I just always wear it. But then as I long was as like, it's gold. Yeah. And then, wait, what did you say? As long as it's gold. You gotta have a gold cape. Yeah. I could join the gold cloaks. Yeah. <laughs> um... But that's the thing is it doesn't even have to be gold. Most people's rings are tungsten these days. Really? I was also wondering, like, do you think you'd ever go for, like, one of those silicone wedding bands or, like, a wooden one maybe? So I was thinking of that too Um, because another thing with the rings is I'm like, I don't want to spend – if I do get a ring, I don't want to spend a bunch of money on this thing that I don't really want. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what are cheaper options? You can get silicone, but I'm like, that's too cheap. But then – um, Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't like the idea. Um, but then I was like, I could do like stainless steel and like, that's shiny and silver and like, looks good. Um, but then I was like, I do know people do silicone a lot because they don't want their finger to get ripped off. off. Yeah. Yeah. So then I was like, I got it. I got the best solution. And it's funny because prior to this thought process, I would have thought this, I would have been like, that's dumb. That's trashy. I don't want to do that. But having worked through all the merits and, uh, like, drawbacks of each option, you I was like... going for a wallet chain? <laughs> <laughs> I really decided I'm going to just start putting spurs on my tennis shoes. <laughs> I love this joke. I could do this for another hour. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the conclusion I came to was tattoo ring. Have you seen anyone with that? No. I'm, I'm shocked. I think people have done it, but yeah, tattoo on your ring finger of a ring. I've heard that would hurt a lot. It would probably hurt a lot, especially because my fingers are really bony. But, hear me out, doesn't get ripped off. Um, I don't know how much it would cost, 
but I'm taking that out of the equation because I think it's a cool idea. You can get literally whatever design you want. Yeah. Like, you can design it yourself. And then I even brought it up with Sydney, and it, we were like, Sydney could do it. Yeah. Like, Wait. do the tattoo. Can't you though? I was just like, I don't, how hard could it be? <laughs> I think this is where you lose me here, Brian, because, like, <laughs> tattooing a good ring around a finger. Are you okay. nuts? It was just an idea. It was another cool potential layer. That's a terrible then, idea, Brian. <laughs> it, okay, whatever. Skip that one. We're moving on. The other thing is you can't take it off. Any other symbol that you have, whether it's a ring, a necklace, a cape, it's like you're taking it off at some point. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. But the tattoo, you don't have to and can't take off. Because I know it's like sad to think about. But how many times do, like, people go out and it's like, oh, we'll take off the ring and we, like, then we can, like, talk to girls. Or, like, if a guy's going to go cheat on his wife, he's taking off his ring. You can't take off the tattoo ring. You're stuck. And as far as, like, a symbol of, like, love forever, that's so much more permanent than anything else. That's fair. And I was like, I'm really kind of getting behind this tattoo ring idea. It'll be weird at the ceremony when it lasts that long and you're, like, yelling really loud as the guy tattoos after you say, I do. (laughs) That's the other thing I was thinking. I was like, well, then you don't have a ring bear. And I was like, well, that's just another tradition that we don't necessarily need to have. The ring bear? Um, Yeah. Or we could have the ring bear do the tattoo. Like, he brings out his tattoo pen. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. That's weird. You could, like, cover it up with makeup and then, like, reveal it. At the wedding ceremony? I could I could wear a sequin glove. Yeah. And then, <laughs> I love you, Sydney. Foom. <laughs> so then she would, what, what would it be? She would be, rather than placing the ring on your finger, she would be like removing your sin glove. Yeah. Why does it have to be a sin glove? Because you guys aren't married yet. Well, yeah. Well, but I guess, what, if we, what if we did things right? Hmm. So I guess maybe if you did like, things right, it could be a white glove, but maybe I would wear like a black glove. She's removing your bachelor glove. Yeah. Let me tell you, that glove has seen some things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Okay. Um, is that all you had to say Anyways. about weddings? <laughs> yeah, so that's just thinking about traditions, rethinking traditions. Mm-hmm. I don't know, stuff like that. I really like uh, Zach said his motto for his and Amanda's wedding is just because everyone else does it does not mean we have to do it. And I like I that. I think, think that's a good way to approach it. You're like, this is our ceremony to show our love. How do we want to show our love? That's a really good attitude to have. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we made it a little while into the podcast with no problems, but um, it's after 6 p.m., so the downstairs moles are required to fire up their rave. Oh, no. Um, so if you hear that, that's what's going on. Um, okay, good to know. Should I launch into my contiguous temporal journey? Lay <laughs> it on me. Okay. So, um, so, Brian, I wake up this morning. In a haze. In a haze. (laughs) (laughs) Last week you said you woke up at one point and didn't say it was in a haze, and I was really concerned. Really? Okay. Yeah, Yeah. no, don't worry. I was in a haze. And, uh, because I went to bed really late last night, but then I knew that, um... Oh, wait, I forgot. I even have to start before today. So... You're probably probably wondering how I got here. It all started yesterday. I messed up the tone. It's... Do 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 watch. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Welcome to Do Watch. It's your favorite um, bread themed 
um, podcast segment. Um, <laughs> but so this week, I was feeling great about the dough, Brian. Okay. Um, was the dough feeling great about you, though? Yeah, no, we were, it was synergistic. We were crushing it. it was synergistic, I'm Googling that one. <laughs> you don't know what synergy means? No, I know synergy, I don't know synergistic. Oliver Bartani, I don't know. Anyways, um, so I was doing my thing. The starter was nope. active as all get out. Synergistic is a word. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but the starter was looking great. I mixed my leaven. That was looking great. Um, and then mixing the dough, that was going well. It was... It, I'm always thrown off when it's not expanding a lot. But I think mm-hmm. that's a symptom of my bowl being really, really wide. Um, so, like, it expands out more. But anyways, so I was... I had a lot of time on my hands, so I was actually doing a bunch of stretch and folds after, like, during my bulk fermentation of the dough. Okay, okay. Um, so stretch I was feeling good about that. and fold. Yeah. Stretch and, and fold. fold. Are you quoting Billy and Mandy Dracula? Um, I don't know. I was just picturing, like, a yoga instructor. Okay, fair. Um... <laughs> But, well, you now you know the reference I was making, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Scrape and lick. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I was doing my thing. I was hitting, like, every step perfectly. Like, there's some, like, extras that you can do to, like, make it better, but a lot of them are, like, don't worry if you need to skip it. So, it's kind of like you can make the dough follow your schedule mm-hmm. by, like, cutting out certain un- unnecessary steps. But, like, I didn't have anything to do, so I was, like, hitting all of the extras, and I was just like, this dough is going to be amazing. Like, I'm so excited. And um, and then so I did the bulk ferment, and it was fermenting for about six hours. And then you uh, like divide the dough, pre-round it, let it rest for a little bit. Then you do the final shape into a loaf, and you put it in a proofing basket for its last like ferment proof that it does before going into the oven. Mm-hmm. Now normally the final proof would be like a few hours, like two or three, maybe four, um, giving it like a total of like ten or so hours, maybe. Um, but then if you look at the way the timeline works out. That would require me to then, like, bake bread, like, way at night. Like, super late. Like, I started the process first at, I think, 7 a.m. And I think if I would have tried to bake the bread that day, it wouldn't have happened until, like, 10 p.m. Holy moly. Yeah. But you can, like, stretch out and slow down certain steps so you don't have to do that kind of thing. So, like, what I do instead Mm -hmm. is I do the bulk ferment, put it in the proofing basket, let it do its thing for, like, 30-ish minutes, and then put it in the fridge... And that slows it way down, but not entirely. So then by the time the next morning rolls around, it's perfectly proofed. I can put it in the oven. Okay. Yeah, so that's nice because, like, on a Saturday, I can wake up, get it going, and then by 6 p.m., I'm, like, free to go yeah. do what I want to do, and it times out well. Um, but I uh, was doing that, and I finally got into the proofing basket. So this is, like, the last step before the oven. And I forgot about it. Oh, no! <laughs> and I was like... Gosh darn it, like, I have been crushing this dough, just, like, destroying the game all day. Yeah. And then I forgot a step that I only need to wait 30 minutes for. There's literally, the first step of the day, I think there's a four-hour gap. And then the, oh, man. and then I do the next thing, and then I honestly could take another six-hour gap if I wanted to. And then I missed the 30-minute gap. No. And I was like, stupid, stupid, stupid. Yeah, but I didn't lose hope because it's it's a spectrum. You it's hard to mess up your bread entirely. Like it just yeah. it gets slightly worse or slightly better depending. So I like quickly mm-hmm. ran, put it in the fridge. I was just like, oh man, that was so stupid. I probably had it out for like over an hour instead of okay. just a half hour. Yeah, which like 
then once I put it in the fridge, it's like time moves at quarter speed. So like mm-hmm. an hour outside equals like four extra hours that I would have been leaving in the fridge. So like yeah. I was just like, gosh darn it. Like that was such a time critical step. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I had proofed it not properly last week. So I thought that I had overproofed it. So I was like, I'm going to wait a little less time. But then I waited mm-hmm. way more time. Ugh. And I was like, dang it. I was so upset. Like not that upset though, because like I've screwed up a lot of bread. So like mm-hmm. you get used to it. <laughs> Par for the course. Yeah. But so then I wake up this morning being like, well, there's nothing to do left but to throw it in the oven. Like hopefully it turns out all right. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I throw it in the oven. And one thing that I really wanted to focus on this time uh, was getting my scoring technique down. So like um, the bread, when it's like a lump of dough and mm-hmm. you put it in the oven, you can imagine it's like I've done all this shaping and gluten development so that like once I form it into a ball, it's kind of like a balloon full of this gluten matrix that I've developed. But then the outside's yeah. like a tight surface. Yeah. So then if it's trying to rise, that outside surface is so strong that it'll like stifle the rise oh so then what you do is you score it so then like you have it predictably expand and open to allow it to rise but it's in an artistic way because like if you don't then it'll just like expand until it eventually ruptures and then it's irregular and it still stifles the rise okay so basically you're just like planning for the inevitable so that it does it in a way that you want it to um yeah and you can make it really artistic it's like latte art like there's so many different ways you can do it yeah but I still just haven't been able to, like, get the cutting technique right. Because, like, you need to mm-hmm. use a super sharp, like, razor blade and, like, get the yeah. right angle and, like, the right pressure. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so it's, like, there's a nuance to it and I haven't really been able to nail it. But I watched a bunch of videos and I thought I had it down. And I actually did score it pretty well this time. It, like, it worked. Okay. It's, like, weird where, like, if you press too hard it doesn't cut at all. But if you just drag the razor blade, like, lightly along it, it slices it like butter. Huh. It's, like, really weird. I'd, I'd really love to, like bake some bread with you sometime okay um even though i heartlessly shot you down with that suggestion last time you visited well i think it was my fault for not informing you as to like the nature of baking bread because like um honestly it's like the way you talk about it i was like this is gonna be like an all-day endeavor one day it's an all-day endeavor but like so on bread day would or dough day bread day is super easy dough day though Uh um it's like I wake up, do one step, and then Do-de-do. I have four. Do-de-do. I wake up, do one step, and then I have a four-hour gap. And then I do another step, and I have a six-hour gap. Or during that six hours, if I'm around, I could fold it every once in a while if I'm feeling frisky. But, like, you have a four-hour gap, then a six-hour gap, and then you do another step that lasts, like, 30 minutes. And that's yeah. it. And then you wake up and bake it. Okay. Wake so and like, bake. So, like, as long as you can retouch base to your home base like, two or three times throughout the day at certain points. As long as you plan mm-hmm. it, you can, like, really have a lot of yeah. free time. So, yeah, that's my pitch next, for next time. Next time for sure. Okay. but Also, uh, when I told Sydney you had suggested it and that I shot you down, she was like, are you kidding me? That would have been so fun. And I was like, oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it probably would have been fun. But, it, honestly, it might not have worked out with our day in hindsight. Well, now the way I'm putting it, it's bread's pretty awesome. Um, <laughs> but, uh... So I scored it perfectly, put it in the oven, and like, I've mentioned this before, I think, where like you bake it in a closed thing so that like it maintains like moisture mm-hmm. for a while. It's like in industrial settings, they like inject like steam into the oven, but I don't have that kind of setup, so this is kind mm-hmm. of cheating the system. So you bake it like that, and then you like to brown up and crisp the crust, you take it off for a while and bake it that way. 
but the step where you remove the top is where you first see like your risen loaf of bread. Mm-hmm. So it's like you've been working with this lump of dough for like two days or like a, mm-hmm. a full day at least, and then you've like cultivated the starter days before that, and then it's mm-hmm. all leading to this moment where you unveil it. And uh-huh. I wasn't expecting anything because I had obviously overproofed my bread. So then I unveil it, mostly planning to look for how I scored it. But then, boom, picture-perfect loaves, Brian. Oh, boy. as good as I've ever made a loaf of bread. (laughs) It was, I was over the moon. And then I uh, quickly ranted to the family via Marco Polo. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I wanted to show you these loaves. I realize this won't be pertinent to the podcast at all, but... um, I'll I'll just make a paint a word picture. Yeah, so this is loaf number one. If you recall the loaf that I sent to you, it looked nothing like this. Yeah, this looks so much more like fluffy. Yeah, has the lines across the top, and I it almost looks can... like a rotisserie chicken. Yeah, and can you see where I scored it here? It's like oh it yeah, I can see it. So I sliced yeah. it along, and then it just kind of opens up. It opens up that much. Yeah, and honestly, this is um I've started to realize I think that I want to make larger loaves. My Equipment is all sized to handle larger loaves, and while this is easier to work with, I think that I have it down enough to where, like, like you know, um, volume increases way faster than, or mm. yeah, volume increases way faster than surface area does. So, like, theoretically, right. if I scale this up by like fifty percent, uh huh, which I think it can handle, the expansion would be like vastly over fifty percent increased. Ooh, okay. So, like, that's where, like, you can get some really big spreads. And actually, so this was first one. The second one actually scored better. Oh, boy. Moving on to study number two. Ooh. Yeah. That is, like, that looks like a real life something you would buy at a bakery. That's what I'm saying. So, like, this one. So, part of the technique is on the first one, I basically, like, sliced more straight down, I think. You can kind of tell that it cheated to one side. But this is called, this little ridge is called a, an elephant ear. Okay. And That's the way you get good that, ears on it. Yeah, the way you get that is by um, angling your blade as you slice. So then it like uh-huh. cheats to one side and opens up and then you get this cool ridge. Ooh, I like it. But then like, yeah. Do so that one again. I, I will try to nail this one next time. But then, Brian, the sky's the limit as far as scoring patterns. <laughs> like, I can make like leaves... Like, I know, that's just one line. You could do like an yeah. X. Even. I am so excited to explore this so much more. <laughs> it looks like a giant pretzel bite. Yeah, like, oh man, Brian, look at this. It's just, I'm so happy. I've been looking at this all day. <laughs> <laughs> and it smells so good. I wish you were I know, my mouth it. is watering. I just want to dig into that right now. That's like, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, um, I was, I also, part of this segment is the new segment that I was talking about where I need to reconfigure my desk setup. So, first oh thing is, I want you to help me decide which loaf to take into the office. Oh, I feel like you got to show off the good one to the public. Yeah, because this is the good one, but it is slightly smaller than the other loaf. So, I was thinking, like, uh, there won't be as much mm. bread for the public. Well, what do you think people care about, quantity or quality? Well, like, there's very few people in the office, and I think everyone's going to get a slice. If they see a yeah. hot loaf like this. Yeah, I'd say bring the small one. Yeah, because it's just so beautiful. I, mean, I still haven't taken any like glory shots of this for my Instagram yet. Mm. Oh, wait. Actually. Maybe we can change the thumbnail of our podcast to a good picture of that bread. That would be. I would love that, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, shoot. Okay, so one of my segments was I was going to actually saw into this to analyze the crumb live. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I kind of... Should I get pictures of it first? I feel like you have to. Well, like, I could get pictures of this one, but, like, do you think it would make sense, like, I could slice into the other one and then take pictures with it already sliced? Yeah. Because the other one didn't look that impressive, right? Not, not compared to that one. Yeah, so, like, this will be the star, and then we'll have another one sliced open in the background. Okay, yeah, do that. Okay, yeah, so I'll slice one open, and then you can get get some ASMR for the... For the pod. Okay, yeah, perfect. I'll tell... I'll, I can tell a story while you're going through that. Okay, Getting well, everything set up. Well, Brian, I also have, like, um, something that I was kind of planning on. Because you know my epic saga of not having a bread knife. I talked about that. Yeah. Your um, uh, hacksaw you were yeah, using. Yeah, so part of what I did today was go to get a bread knife. I told you, this is a contiguous segment. <laughs> oh, boy. Um, but I need a cheap bread knife that I wasn't worried about people ruining. Also, I don't right. want to spend a lot of money on a bread knife right now. Yeah. So, um, not right now. Not I've in this been, economy. In this economy? Are you kidding me? But, uh, <laughs> so, I was, like, going to all these cookery stores, but all of them have good knives, and, like, the cheapest you can find is, like, $50. Holy bajoli. Yeah, and that's the knives where they're just like, oh, you can get a garbage knife, and you'll have to replace it after, like, a while. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna spring for a garbage knife, guys. Like, what's lower than garbage? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a chef's knife that was, like, less than $20 that I think is perfectly fine. For yeah. my purposes, at least. I just need a serrated uh-huh. bread knife. But then um, I couldn't find one at Williams-Sonoma. Went to TJ Maxx. They didn't have anything. Went to the Whole Foods next door. And boy, did they deliver on um, a knife that I trust 0%, Brian. It is a bamboo bread knife. Oh, no. You messed up. <laughs> it was $10. <laughs> is the blade bamboo? Yes, Brian. You messed up. <laughs> so I want to analyze the performance of this bamboo bread knife live on the pod as I slice into my glorious loaf of bread. Oh, boy. <laughs> if you can... Is the crust going to be as hard as the loaves that you brought to us? Yes. There's no hope. You are not cutting into that loaf of bread. <laughs> hey, you know what? I saw there was one review on Amazon, and it was positive. Positively terrible. Yeah, so I'm gonna give this a go. What were, it was a positive review, but what were they cutting with it? Bread, Brian. <laughs> I guess it is a bread knife. <laughs> it does not look like a bread knife. I really don't know how this is gonna go. <laughs> it looks more like a bad comb. Oh, jeez, that is some ASMR. <laughs> How's it oh, going? Oh no! <laughs> I think your microphone is like turning itself down to not hear this horrible noise. Is it actually? <laughs> yeah, because I hear like the first few slices and then it goes quiet. Well, that's because I'm getting into the crumb, Brian. Oh, maybe that's just yeah. Maybe that's just the bread then. So the review did say a little thick for bread. I'm getting great views of your forearms, too. This is really one we should post on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Oh, man. (laughs) This is such a terrible podcast. (laughs) It's a pretty... See? That kind of worked. Look at that. Wow, you got all the way through. Yeah. Um. Well, Brian, you forget that I also sliced my bread with a hacksaw last week. Um. (laughs) I would try, I would pick a hacksaw over that bam a knife made of wood. <laughs> I'm going by Minecraft rules, Brian. So like eventually I'll be able to like mine some ore and then I can make my tools out of um like at least stone iron. or yeah, iron that, maybe. Fair. 
But look at that crumb. That's a pretty good crumb, I would say. Um, I guess I could say more than good, as this is an audio format of content. Um, mm. oh, it's pretty essentially, dense. what I look for, you can go to my Instagram, um, at underscore, or is it just at JWLSN? I don't know. You can link my Instagram in this description, right? <laughs> Scotty, check that. Um, but so basically what I look for in a crumb of a bread is uh, you want it to be like have um, like different sizes of openings, like air pockets. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you want it to be like somewhat irregular, but then also not too many bubbles like on the outside. So you want the like distribution and size mm-hmm. to be, you want the distribution to be regular, but the size to be irregular. Because okay. that means that's like you've made a good gluten network that like has a bunch of like interesting like curvature and stuff to it, and also like proofing wise, like if it's way overproof, then that means like most of the bubbles have like risen out. It's like imagine flat soda. Mm-hmm. It's like all the bubbles are like about to escape the dough, so then they're all on the crust, and then the center's oh, dense. Okay. But if it's underproof, then it'll just be like really homogeneous, like evenly sized bubbles because like they haven't had time to like do anything or like interact with each other yet. Okay. So this is like really, this is really good crumb. I'm really excited with this. Nice. Um, but yeah, bamboo knife. I would say, um, you know what? Worth $10. <laughs> That's all we're looking for. Actually, considering I could have gotten a metal knife for I think under 20, not worth $10. <laughs> okay. Here's, can I explain my thinking though, just slightly? Elaborate. So in my mind, um, I'm going to have to replace... Uh, a $20 knife relatively soon within mm-hmm. like less than two years, probably. Okay. Um, if I get really, really into bread, which I'm quickly descending into. Mm-hmm. Um, so in my mind, as far as material waste, getting a $20 metal knife is way more like consumption of resources. If I'm going to have to replace that after two years, than getting a bamboo knife right now that I only use for two weeks. Okay. You know, because I'm going back to Cincinnati soon, and those people have bread knives. Mm-hmm. So, like, at that point, like, this was really just to stave off me having to buy okay. a good knife right now. Gotcha. It's it's to hold you over. And it was also because I baked really good bread today, and I wanted to eat it. Okay. That makes sense, then. So, I feel like bamboo knife, if you need a knife today to cut, like, a few loaves of bread, <laughs> go for it. It's better than a chef's knife. <laughs> Do you need a knife today? Do you need to cut your bread right this minute? Yeah, like I was... Dude, the conversation with the dude at William Sonoma was hilarious. Because I like walk in and he's like, Hey, what are you looking for? I'm just like, well, I'm looking for a particular knife. And then he immediately starts walking me over towards like the like angelic case of like $100 knives and like $200 yeah. knives. And I'm just like... I started backpedaling immediately. I was like, well, now, like, it's um, it's an interesting, uh, it's actually kind of funny what I'm looking for. So, I was like, I'm looking for a knife that I can leave at the cutting board at work and, like, not be worried as to whether anybody destroys it. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just need a bread knife that, I just need something with serration that I don't care about. Like, I need a garbage knife. I need bread knife 1.0. No, yeah. And he was like, oh, well, yeah, I'm not sure. So, like, this is the cheapest option we have. It's still behind a glass case, so I immediately don't even have to look at the price. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm just like, yeah, no. Like, he's like, that's still, like, oh, like, 70 bucks. And I'm just like, like, yeah, I'm looking for, like, college kid knife. (laughs) Yeah, I'm in the wrong place. I said that to him. And I was like, "Do do you know, like, anywhere where I could find just, like, 
a like really cheap knife like anywhere in atlanta i've like gone to other cooking stores yeah like, I can't maybe find just anything. some rusty scrap metal will get the job yeah done. like i can't find anything that's bad enough for the purpose that i'm looking for and he's just like oh, maybe tj maxx and then eventually i found whole foods but yeah so that was good nice um do you want to hop in with anything because i could this is sort of like a, a chapter mark of my saga uh, yeah, the uh, that Instagram is underscore J-W-L-S-N. Nice, nice, nice. That's all I have to add. Thank you. Well, I can just keep firing away because uh, I actually had well, an interesting... if you just needed a serrated knife, would a steak knife not have got the job done? Steak knife would have worked. I probably would have used a steak knife. Okay. If we had any. Next time. <laughs> huh? If we had any. Oh, yeah, but you could have bought a steak knife. I feel like that would be a lot more readily available. Yeah... I guess it was just, like, the expectation that I was going to a store to get a knife made it feel silly to get, like, a steak knife. Yeah. If you're if you're making the effort to go out, yeah. it's like you want to get what you... You want to get the right tool. Because, okay, my experience of getting a chef's knife, it was like, I decided I want a chef's knife, went to one grocery store, found a chef's knife for a reasonable price that I like. And I was like, yeah. oh, so it's really easy to find, like, a cheap knife that you want. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> To be fair, though, you went out looking for a bread knife, and if I saw that bamboo abomination, I would not, my mind would not jump to bread knife. It said bamboo bread slicer knife. <laughs> if you're like, show me that knife again. If you're like, what, what do you think you could cut with this? I would say probably nothing. <laughs> Maybe tofu. <laughs> Maybe tofu. Um... But yeah, so that was part of my, uh, the only other thing I really picked up while I was out was, um, so I parked at Pond City Market because that's where the Williams-Sonoma closest to me is. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't have it, walked to Whole Foods, then came back and was like, you know what, I'm going to pick up some good butter to uh, celebrate this bread. Okay. And uh, so I went to Kroger to get good butter because I'm not going to get like good Whole Foods butter. I'm not a millionaire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh. While I was passing back through uh, Pond City Market, because I had to to get to Kroger, it's very close mm-hmm. to Pond City Market, um, I was just like, I need to stop at the restroom. Start to go to the restroom. As I go into the corridor, this like a hallway leading towards the bathroom, another man turns in, pauses at the corner, leans against the wall, throws up on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now well, we're talking. I was like... Oh, <laughs> and then I go into the bathroom and start peeing. I hear him come flooring it into the bathroom behind me, go into the stall at the end, and just start like very aggressively vomiting oh into the boy. toilet. I'm just like homeless and crazy or sick and desperate because it could go either yeah. way. Uh huh. <laughs> is it weird to me that like is it weird that somebody vomiting in public to me makes me only almost partially assume that like they're crazy i mean it depends with their uh behavior surrounding the throwing up i think at two o'clock on a sunday posting up on a wall and vomiting on the ground like it's nothing yeah no that makes me think crazy like if you're just stumbling around and you already look like you're up to no good and then you throw up yeah i'm like you're just crazy but if someone's like i don't know like looking for something or like frantic or like looks stressed out and worried yeah. and then throws up then it's like oh you're probably a real person who's sick and i'm sorry which to be fair he was g- going towards the restroom so i think yeah not crazy yeah that's but a good like, first step yeah but then so i came out of the restroom getting ready to go to the kroger and i was like that was weird 
see his puddle of vomit. I'm just like, oh man. I look over and see another pile of vomit further away. Mm. And I was like, oh? So I go to that pile of vomit. <laughs> I sniff it. I'm, and I'm just like, can I see any other piles of vomit? Like, I want to track this dude. <laughs> yeah. and I saw, like, drips further away. And I was like, okay. So that's where it started. And I followed the trajectory. I connected the dots and projected a path. And I think oh, it came man. from the parking deck, which was, like, directly entrance. Like, there was probably max of, like, 20 yards from the parking deck to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he threw up, like, 2.2 times in the span of that. Oof. I step outside. Trail goes cold. No more vomit. Okay. So he left the parking deck, came inside, and then started throwing up on the ground. Yeah. I just want to question this dude's, like, decision-making process. Like, he should have just thrown up outside somewhere? Yeah, in a parking deck? I feel like that's free reign. Maybe. Better than know. inside Pond City Market, though, right? Yeah, like, but to, he was also... In perspective, this is like a bougie, like, like, hopping, like... It's almost um, like a mall. Mall, yeah, but it's like really hipster Yeah. But he was probably banking on the fact that he could make it to the bathroom. Yeah. I don't, th- I don't think he was like, I'm going to go in there and throw up on the floor. But, like, if you're that close, he threw up twice before he made it to the bathroom. That makes me think, like, he knew it was code red, but he went for it anyways. I don't know, man. Like, know yourself, man. I think you and I are also much more open about um, expelling bodily fluids in public. That's fair. And then I also <laughs> thought back to me just, like, leaning on the bumper of Aaron's van and vomiting in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just an Atlanta thing. And I was like, uh, I've, I, I can't judge you, man. I almost, I was yeah. this close to, like, saying in the bathroom, like, you good, dog? Because he was sounding yeah. like he was having a rough go mm-hmm. of it. Um, I also, I also kind of want to clarify, when I say expelling bodily fluids in public, I mean, like, being on a run and peeing somewhere that's, like, almost considered woods or something like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Have you ever done the soccer pee in a pinch? Yeah. That was probably the riskiest I felt. Okay, yeah. Just like, yeah, when when you're looking around, you're like, where could I conceivably pee? I feel like our bar is lower than most people. Yeah, just for, um, so, I, this so might then be I feel like oh, I feel like our bar for puking would also be lower than most. Yeah. Should I explain the soccer pee? Is that too much? Yeah, that's too, that's too much. Okay. Google it. It's a, it's a very useful technique for peeing, especially when you're wearing short shorts. But you have to be a male. Or at least you yeah. have to have male genitalia. Um, <laughs> so, that was a, that was the big occurrence at Pond City Market. Um, but, I believe that, um, that, that wraps up all my stuff at the, okay. at a mere hour 20. <laughs> Yeah, well, I've got a segment of, uh, so I went for an aqua jog. Yeah. <laughs> I have a couple stories about aqua jogging from the past two weeks now. Okay, go for it. So, most of the time I just have my headphones in, I'm just minding my own business, whatever, going in circles. Yeah. Um, sometimes, depending on when I go, there will be, like, maybe a couple old people floating around, <laughs> and then sometimes there will be... <laughs> that makes it sound like they're, like, dead goldfish or something. <laughs> Like, ah, I gotta push him out of the way. Yeah, I mean, some of them don't seem far from it, but, uh, <laughs> oh, <shoot. laughs> 
Other times there will be like kids playing in the deep end, and they the kids are always very intrigued by what this uh, this tall man with long hair is doing, wearing a floaty belt in the deep end and breathing heavily and barely moving. Yeah. So most of them just keep their distance. But <laughs> um, last week, one little girl, it was just me and this one little girl. And then her dad was like over sitting in a chair, like not far. Mm-hmm. But she's like jumping in, like playing whatever game she is. I don't know what kids are up to. But she eventually just uh, approaches me and is like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm I like, love it. I love that energy. <laughs> Yeah, but so I like pause my podcast and I'm like, oh, it's called aqua jogging. I'm like, I like to run, but I'm hurt, so this is all I can do. And she's like, she's like, well, that seems cool. So she jumps in and starts aqua jogging next to me and without like, a flotation belt. Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> nice. But and so if you don't have a flotation belt, she's like giving it all she's worth to like. Yeah, I don't know. It's basically like very inefficiently treading water. Yeah. And she's, like, doing it all, and she's, and she goes for, like, I don't know, probably, like, a minute, maybe. She's, like, wow, this is really hard. And I was, like, well, yeah, I'm wearing this belt. Makes it a lot easier. And she's, like, oh. And then she, like, (laughs) stops and just starts, like, kind of treading water and, like, following me around. And just, like, talking little kid things, like, I don't know, stories that are, like, kind of coherent, but not really. And I'm just, like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. I love that. That's why I miss being a lifeguard, man. (laughs) I know, dude. Conversations with four-year-olds, let me tell you. They so get it's to a, day. They just like, oh man, you feel, it makes your heart feel good talking to a four-year-old. I know. But then she started telling me about um, her favorite song mm-hmm. th- that was something to do with like Mr. Farts-a-lot. <laughs> Love and it. And she like thought it was so funny. But as soon as she said Mr. Farts-a-lot, her dad, who had been like not involved in anything up to this point just i forget what her name was but he's just like come on and i was i just like laughed and like thought it was funny because then she was like yeah the song's about mr farts a lot but i fart a lot too so i'm mrs farts a lot i love it oh i miss little kids (laughs) so yeah oh man but then i had to go home and tell sydney that like i i aqua jogged with a girl that day so yeah Mm-hmm. And then of even more concern is uh, I've been aqua jogging longer lately and the water aerobics class is right after me. Okay. So I've been like riding up to like they're getting ready to start when I'm like finishing up. Yeah. So I've been uh, getting more familiar with some of the ladies in the water aerobics class. Okay, yeah, they, they catch you right when you're like just pulling your heaving chest from the water. <laughs> yeah. Just glistening with the morning effort. Yeah, but so I've been talking a lot to Juanita, and she, uh, I was telling her about my plantar fasciitis and everything, and she said she had, like, she basically was telling me not to do this race in a couple months, and I was like, yeah, I know I probably shouldn't, which also, note on that, I did email the team captain, I was like, look, man, I'm probably not going to be in the shape I usually would be for this, but I've already bought the plane ticket, I'm like, I'll go if you need me, but it would probably be better for the team and me if someone else went. Yeah. And he was like, okay, well, it'd be easier for us if you just go. <laughs> and he's like, it's fine if you're slower than usual. Yeah. But, like, at this point, logistically, like, if you can go and run, we want you to. And I'm like, nice. okay. So that kind of quelled my worries about not being in shape for this. Hey, Brian. Because I do think I'm getting to the point of aqua jogging where I'm like, I feel like it's a workout. Yeah. Like, I can go hard. I can do, like, tempo runs and stuff. And it feels difficult. Um, so I think I'll be in good shape. And I think uh, if all I do is aqua jog until then, I think my foot will be in good enough shape for me to race. 
Yeah. Well, so that's a very good place with all that. But yeah, then. So I've been talking to Juanita more and more. And then there was one day where I got out right as they were starting. And then I started stretching next to the pool. And mm-hmm. then, like, the lady leading the class was like, everybody, we're going to be doing what he's doing after this. And then they were all like, oh, we don't want to stretch. Thanks a lot, Brian. <laughs> and then they were all just kind of like, I don't know, calling at me and stuff. And I was like, oh, geez, I'm getting really popular with this. <laughs> oh, geez. You're ladies. like a character now. I know. It's like I'm, I'm a guy at the pool. Oh man, yeah. So um, that's fun. I did want to say, um, shoot, I lost it. No, well, Ryan. I'll keep, I'll keep rolling. Okay, keep rolling. The, Dang it. The last point about aqua jogging. Oh wait, this. I remembered it. Can I say it? Sure. Um, your conversation with the guy where you said like I'm injured, but it would be better for the team if somebody else ran. He said, "Well, Brian, if you can run, we need you." Yeah. <laughs> that had a lot of. Uh, running anime energy which i don't know if oh, i've talked yeah. about on the podcast yet but i do think you need to watch that running anime it's on my list it's probably one of my outage watches because i don't think sydney's interested yeah you, but... you can fly through that one yeah or i could run through it you know <laughs> but yeah um the last point is sydney decided aqua jog with me Be, um oh, and i've been off I've the like, four-year-olds yeah, it was. She heard the story about the four-year-old. Heard the story about Juanita. Very possessive. Yeah. <laughs> Sydney's like, I got it. I got to step in here. <laughs> um, until I get until I get my uh, wedding cape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sydney's gonna have to defend her claim. <laughs> Honestly, a wedding cape would probably be far more effective at warding off eligible women. <laughs> yeah, because anytime a woman tries to advance to me, I can just do like the Meta Knight sweep and then vanish in the thin air. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> be gone well I was also thinking if they don't just recognize that you're obviously wearing a wedding cape and recognize that you're married they might just be turned away by the fact that you're a grown man wearing a cape yeah so and then all of that would be completely circumnavigated by the fact that you would also vanish into thin air when they come within 30 feet of you yeah it would solve a lot of my problems it would make running errands difficult because you'd constantly be vanishing to some other place <laughs> So I can vanish, I just can't control where I vanish to. She's like, dang it, it's all female uh, um, cashiers at the grocery store. (laughs) 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 There's no self-checkout, what do I do? Oh, man. Anyways, Um, you were saying. Yeah, because I've been wanting Sydney to come to the pool with me, but I haven't said anything because Sydney's not a big water girl. She doesn't like getting her face wet or like She's not a water type. Yeah, not a water type. More of a ground type. So is she um, susceptible to water damage? Oh, yeah. Okay. Spilled water on her one time, and she just, like, passed out. But, uh, yeah, she finally said, like, I want to come to the pool with you, and I was like, heck yeah, let's go. So we went, and we were, like, experimenting with aqua jogging. I was, like, showing her the ropes. Ooh, it's thundering bad outside. Huh? I said more yeah. importantly the belts. Exactly, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that thunderclap that just interrupted me is also the end of the story because we aqua jogged for about five minutes and then it thundered and we had to leave so oh man but she was intrigued she was like this is this is better than i thought it was going to be did like, she turn into bill cosby for a second this is this is this, is, uh, this whole uh, water jogging thing it's uh i think i could get behind it i just realized neither of us have a good bill cosby impression so yeah but to get that on record gave it our best effort <laughs>
And then I do have one other Sydney story where we went on our, we tried to go on a payday date. So it comes every other Friday. Okay. Whenever we get our paychecks, we'll go out on a date. Nice. Um, but apparently you have to make reservations like a week or more in advance. So um, the best reservation we were able to get this week was at like 8.15 mm. p.m. for dinner. You guys so I was like, like okay. Nine. Huh? You guys go to sleep like 9. I know. Well, not on the weekends. We, get, we stay up to like 10.30 maybe. <laughs> um, I feel like you're not joking about that. I'm not. <laughs> Dude, um. I like... I won't go into that. But anyways, <laughs> um, so we decided to go to a different restaurant for like appetizers. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, then we can walk over to our actual dinner restaurant. But I miscalculated the timing. So we had like a dead hour or two in between. So I was like, well, we look nice. I was like, let's go do a photo shoot. So we went like, I was like, Sydney, you're going to be a model. And I'm just going to take a million pictures of you and pose you. And it's going to be fun. So we went down to like the river walk, took some pictures, and then there was like a park nearby. So we walked over to the park, stopped at like some cool looking trees and cool looking like stone walls and brick yeah. roads and stuff on the way. And huh. I would just like, I was basically just pretending I was a photographer and Sydney was a model. And I was like, make this pose. And I'm like, now show me pouty. And I'm like, now let's smile. And I'm like, mouth, mouth just a little bit open. Just like the most ridiculous things. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> so like you were like doing influencers in the wild. Just, like, very yeah. purposely. Yeah. And it was just, like, we had fun with it. And, yeah, I made an Instagram post of some of the best ones. I think there was really some good foot, some good content that came out of it. Nice. And, yeah, it was, like, such an impromptu, just fun thing to do. Yeah, and you it's like so fun. So I was quirky. thinking, my takeaway, though, is with the quality of cameras we have these days, Yeah, people should do photo shoots more. Because it's fun, you get good pictures of yourself. I this think, is a good time. I think other people do that far more often than we do. Like, go out for a photo shoot? Well, like, no. Just if people are dressed up and they're doing something, they'll stop and take photos. Yeah, but they, like, pose, like, ooh, I want to get a picture with you. Let's stand by this rail and put our arms around each other and smile. Yeah. I was like, Sydney, stand halfway behind this willow tree, but just enough so I can see you through the willows. And then I was like, now turn and look to the side like you're playing with the willow tree. Or, like... Put this flower in front of your face. Yeah. People do that. Yeah, but they're like, I don't know, like influencers. No, regularly. I don't think you've been on Instagram as much lately, or at least you don't follow as many, like, people. Maybe it's more, it's a higher density in my generation of, like, people who do this. But, like, it happens a lot. Like, people take, like, like, posed photos without other people often. Okay, I did see, it did make me think of white woman's Instagram from inside, yeah. so. No, yeah, it, it's it's all over the place, man. But I, I think, like, we've come full circle to where, like, I think you should have the right motivations. Uh-huh. But I do think it's a worthwhile activity. Like, I don't think you should do it just to be like, oh, like, like, I think it's bad if you, like, don't have a good body image and then you do that to try and, like, put off something or, like, you're fishing for, like, attention in an unhealthy way. Yeah. Or I don't like the idea of going out to take pictures to post on Instagram. Yeah. Like, our proce- our, my process was, we have some time to kill, photo shoots are fun, let's do a photo shoot. And then I was like, wow, some of these photos are actually really good, and I'm proud of them, I want to post them. Okay. Yeah. So that was my motivation. But then also I, like, had flashbacks of times when Jason was like, 
hey, I just got this new camera. Let's go do a photo shoot of me and my minivan. <laughs> and then we just have Jason like posing on his the hood of his minivan and like that's flexing in weird ways. And I'm like, like photo shoots are just fun. Or like Jason, like at a Christmas party, not even a, like pre Christmas party, Jason would get out his camera and be like, let's all take pictures in our Christmas sweaters. And just, like, posing, doing random things. And that's how I got the famous the picture of me drinking a Wowie in, in one hand and playing the keyboard in the other hand. When you're actually, also, I, doing, actually doing neither and just looking at the camera. I but, thought, I think the much more famous photo is you drinking a truth. Oh, yeah, it is a truth. Oh, is that the but photo? Yeah, yeah, it's that one. Okay, because I thought, I always pictured you just, like, sitting on a couch. Because it is, like, a blurred background and you're just kind of looking at camera. Oh, yeah, it, that's it cropped. If you zoom out, there's a keyboard on my lap. Oh, yeah, no, that's a like great... Like a piano keyboard. That's a great yeah. photo. I realize I don't have any, like, current photos of me that I really, really like. Yeah, that's the other thing I was thinking. So, like, like, Aaron called us out for it. We need to take more pictures. I went to Cincinnati for Mike's engagement party, and I think there's two pictures of me, and they were both posed. Yeah, like, I don't... Because I hate, like, stopping the moment in order to take a photo, but I also, like... I think I kind of want photos. Yeah. I think, like, guys, let's do, like, a five-minute photo shoot. Let's, like, look at things in our environment, come up with cool, silly poses or yeah. whatever, and do them. I think if or you like, make if, it an activity, that can be fun. Yeah. Or if I'm with a group of people and they're doing something and I'm sidelined, like, I should be taking pictures. If everyone else is playing spike ball and I'm watching, I should yeah. be getting action shots. Did I tell you, um... I think we might have had a conversation with this. Or actually, no, you weren't there yet. The Wilson Musi Atlanta Ganza. Yeah. There was like a moment where like we were just hanging out at the aquarium and then like either Jared or Jacqueline came up to me and was like, hey, uh, like, or maybe they asked me for the number or maybe they were just showing me the photo and saying like, hey, I got this good photo of you. I'm going to send it to you. Mm -hmm. Like they like completely candid, like wasn't really asking about it, but then they were just like, hey, I got this really good photo of you. And I'm just like, Oh my god, thank you. Like, yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> I know, it's nice to have good pictures of yourself. Yeah, so then I tried to do it, and I was like, man, I feel like I'm doing like a, a, a public, not a public service, but like, it's like, a, it's, it's thoughtful. Yeah, adding value to the group. Yeah, so like, I think, yeah, we should be dedicated to like, cultivating an environment where um, you, at least at some level, process, this would be a good moment to capture and then take a photo of other people. It's like the mm -hmm. the thought of, like, if we're all selfless, then nobody has to take care of themselves. Yeah. It's like if everyone is dedicated to, like, capturing other people's moments and you create a group that is, like, good about that, then it's like, I feel like it takes a lot of the stress and cringe out of, like, getting a lot of photos. Yeah, for sure. Taking pictures of other people needs to become a fluid part of social dynamics. Someone, well, I suppose some people might be very uncomfortable with it, but, like, yeah. Personally, to me, somebody taking a photo of me without, um, like, without asking, or, like, without me asking, I guess would be the way I would phrase it. Somebody taking a photo of me without me having to ask them uh, feels thoughtful to me, and I'm not offended yeah, by it. Yeah, I, I feel flattered. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Write so in and tell us how like, you feel. What? I said write in and tell us how you feel. Yeah. If you yeah. think this is a good idea or not. Yeah, because, like, some people don't want bad photos of them to exist. So they're just like, oh, delete right. that one, like, let me get in a different pose. Yeah. So, which, 
I can't sympathize with because I purposely take some pretty obscene photos of like <laughs> bad faces and like weird poses and like yeah. intentionally our weird our stupid pose where like one of us grabs the other guy's foot. <laughs> I love it. It's a trademark. But I also feel like and hold a, your other guy's foot. <laughs> I also feel like in like this social media age where everyone's presence online is just so much bigger, mm-hmm. like. What what is considered a small presence online is a lot bigger than it used to be. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, like images of you are probably going to end up on the internet one way or another. Yeah, like um, I intentionally try not to interact with Instagram too much anymore, but like I still am like particular about which images I post. Like I'm just like, oh, it's got to be high quality. It has to be like meaningful. It has to like actually look good. Well, that's what I was going to get to. Is since um, presences are larger, um, I feel like people. People nowadays might care less about bad images being posted because they're like, There's well, so if, I have, if I have this big presence, like, some portion of it is probably going to not be great. You think yeah. that's incorrect? I don't know. It's just like, it's it's like an image thing. Like, I, uh, like, if you look far enough back, I might have gotten rid of it at this point. I used to be very stringent about not getting rid of anything on my Instagram, but now I was like, this is just, like, dumb. Like, I'm not even embarrassed about this. It's just, like, stupid, and I don't want it. It was, like, a picture of a milkshake in a glass on our counter. Like, not a fancy-looking one at all. It was literally just, like, beige milkshake in regular glass on our counter. And I, like, posted, like, I like milkshakes or something. Well, that was before Instagram was what it is now. That's when Instagram was still figuring out what it was. It was, like, Twitter with images. Oh. Yeah. Back then. I, I also recently, finally... I had given up all hope on logging into my old Instagram account that I forgot the password to and got locked out of. Yeah. Somehow I accidentally logged into it. Are you kidding me? You can't revive that now. I'm not going to, but me and Sydney got to go through all the pictures and it was it was a very much of like Brian, what in the world were you in high school? <laughs> kind of trip. Yeah. The water bottle suction cupped to your nipple, I think, was the weirdest one. <laughs> yep, that was a weird one. There's the th- there's the picture that I loved at the time of me at Thanksgiving holding a stick. Holding a stick. I remember that. <laughs> and I'm like, I know I love this so much, and it kind of is a good picture, but like, I liked it way more than any person should. <laughs> Brian, there was a period of time where you were a snail on Twitter. <laughs> yep. I'm telling you, that was my golden... He was Brian month. the snail, and his profile picture was a snail, and he like tweeted snail things yeah as if i were a snail oh man but, well shoot we had like a, a topic plan but we've already gone like for a, a long a, one of our longer lengths i know yeah because i was gonna like put off my stories to next week but i was like i let jay jerk me around in this podcast too much i'm telling my stories whether they like it or not you know what? And I, I think love... at this point i think at this point we've whittled down our audience to the people that are going to stick around no matter what so more content's probably going to make them happier i would think well moving into our uh portion that where we like meta talk about the podcast i think this week uh, the stories were engaging enough and told in an entertaining enough way that they were um generically engaging i don't think there was i don't think we were just blowing hot air this yeah. time this was 100% real I told you, man, I felt good going into this one, and I'm going to stand by it. I think this was a really good podcast. I'm, You know what? Nobody reviews their podcast real time. That's what we're going to bring to the table. <laughs> Four stars. This one was good. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, should, we just, should we carry that momentum into emails? I think we there... should, if we have okay. emails. <laughs> we got one email. Do we? I got it up. You want me to take it? Go for it. All right. 
It's from Taylor. What up, guys? What? Um, <laughs> says, what up, guys? Um, I need it. I actually look forward to your episodes each week, so I'm sad when one doesn't come out, but totally understand why you miss some. Aw. Your wedding is very far from planned, Brian. Hate to tell... Did we read this last week? No, I don't think so. Okay. Your wedding is very far from planned, Brian. Hate to tell you. You could probably tell that, that based on the decor conference call from last night. Yeah, Sydney had a conference call with her mom and Taylor about, like, centerpieces yeah. and decorations in general, I guess. I don't know. I was playing Minecraft at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but the, confer- the conference call was an hour and a half long, and there was a lot discussed. Wait, can this I just is say also- really quick? Yeah. The conference call? Sure. <laughs> I don't think corn was mentioned, but... No, decorference call. Oh, okay. I thought you said cornference call. Well, I did say cornference because conference, decor, I was like, I was call. like, Jay, we haven't talked about corn since I was on that outage in Nebraska last fall. <laughs> did we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a deep cut. I wonder how Corn Mountain's doing. <laughs> Only the day ones get that reference. Goodness Anyways. <laughs> um, oh, that's also listening to that uh, conference call was also the decor conference call, call <laughs> was when I had a lot of my thoughts about traditions too. Okay, so yeah, it did actually turn into some podcast content. Anyways, corn Sydney also told the corn. I've 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 moved off of saying decor ten. I'm just saying corn tent. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I was gonna say. Hey, didn't we order corn for the in the catering? And I'm like, oh no no, that's all in decor tent. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, we found it. That was the joke. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now is the title something about contiguous? Contiguous or is it decor tent? I don't know, man. We came out swinging with contiguous. <laughs> I know. Starting strong, ending stronger. Okay. Sydney also told me that Brian is a carbitarian when she first started talking about him. I might have to try the, these bread balls in the air fryer, but actually keep an eye on it. I do not take any responsibility for any negative consequences or negative experiences that come from <laughs> bread balls. <laughs> did, hey, but did you hear me say consequences? <laughs> yep, I'm ignoring it. <laughs> Egg Jay, corning it. I would, Jay, I would love some of your bread. Oh! <gasps> I would love to give you some of my bread. She's close. I should just drive some bread to her one of these days. Totally could. Toastily. You really sold it this episode. Oh, if she thought you sold the bread last episode, she's not ready for this week. Okay, that's the thing is, I feel I like I should talk- really read these emails before we talk about them because this like two sentences, Jay, I would love some of your bread. You really sold it this episode. Might need to take a trip to Midtown and get some from you soon. Yeah, I would love that so much. <laughs> yeah. I, shoot, I don't know how quick she'll listen to these, but uh, she'll oh, have listened to it by tomorrow. Night. It'll be. I like to have them eaten like within one day of baking, ideally. So this week would be rough, but like Taylor, I realized that I could text you anytime, but communicating through podcasts is so much easier. Um, <laughs> if you ever want to come visit on a Sunday, I'll have bread ready, and then if you, if that doesn't work on the following Monday, um, if you wanted to come visit Midtown. For like a dinner, if you want to stop by, I could like you don't even have to interact with me at all if you don't want to. You could just take some bread. <laughs> I'll leave I would it on the love window it. Sill. Yeah, if you, you could, I could also pick you up a bamboo bread knife if you want. It's on the house. <laughs> <laughs> They're practically giving them away. Yeah. <laughs> all right, last paragraph. 
I don't really have a preference when it is released, but I do like knowing when you are recording so I can make sure to get my emails in, in each week or whenever you decide to actually grace us with an episode. Ooh, subtle dig. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> have a great week, guys. That's all. Love to hear it. Um, wow, she was really gassing us up for a lot of that one. I, I appreciate know. it. And she always knows when we're recording because she gets these really thoughtful, automatically generated replies. But Google seems like it's not coming up with the automated replies this time. Really? Do you want me to try? Yeah, it might be this new browser I'm using. Oh, it could be the browser. Let me try putting down my shields. <laughs> <laughs> There's actually a button that says put shields down. Oh, goodness uh, gracious. No, um, still no auto-generated stuff. Yeah, no, there's very powerful force fields on... What did you call that browser, Brian? Brave. Brave. Recommended to me by my friend Kyle, who works in cybersecurity. He said it's it's basically the same code as Google Chrome. So it's basically Google Chrome, but it has better security. And you also earn cryptocurrency just for using it, because they like pass on some of their ad revenue to the users in the form of cryptocurrency. Ah. So... Yeah, no, I'm not getting the auto replies either. Sorry, Taylor. Do you want? Do, should we draft one that she think will be auto generated? I mean, she'll probably find out um, once she actually listens to the episode. But I got this. I'm just we, gonna put a random emoji. Wait, wait, wait! No, 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 no! Please wait. Um, we should make. I can't it. stop, Jay. <laughs> Brian, please! I'm begging you. <laughs> no, but uh, make it so that it's like just a. It's like borderline. Why would Google generate this one? But, like, not to the point where she's so certain that we wrote it. Like, it's got to be something, like, kind of odd. Like, keep it fresh. It windowsill. Should be fresh. <laughs> or, like, or, like, uh, what's, a, what's one that, like, you could believe Google generated, but it's, like, a really weird one for Google to generate? Like, I'm trying to think, like, let's think about it after the podcast, because okay, yeah, we're, this we're done be, here. Okay, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, yeah, so... Is that any other uh, little schnuggle fritz that you're forgetting on the side? Um, hold on, let me ask the room. Scotty, anything? Schnuggle fritz? Anyone else? Anyone in the audience? Before no? we end the podcast, does anyone have anything mean to say? <laughs> Once around the room. <laughs> Nothing? Okay. Noel just pounces on your face. Meow, <laughs> meow. <laughs> well, anyways, Brian, I... This... Okay, sometimes the podcasts are tiring. I'm not saying this one wasn't. We were kind of really firing on all cylinders, I think. But uh, it's like at the end of a good run. I like just feel really good about this one. And I had a, I had a great time making it. I want to thank mm-hmm. you for your time. Anytime. My time is not valuable. So you can have all of it <laughs> if you want. Well, I'm glad. That's what we make the podcast for. <laughs> um, well, guys, thanks for sticking around. I know this was a longer one, but uh, we had a lot of fun making it. I hope you guys enjoy listening to it. Um, we get more ad revenue this way when they're longer. So. Mm-hmm. We, we appreciate you sticking around. Um, one last time, you can email to the podcast at weeklywilsonpod at gmail.com. I think we might try to make this Sunday recording more regular, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. Either Sunday or Tuesday. We're shooting for Sunday so that we can still release either Monday or Tuesday. I guess since release doesn't really matter. Who knows? But uh, as of now, Sunday's the hopeful recording day, so get those emails in. Um, yeah. We appreciate all the uh, all the interactive audience members. But uh, that does it for this week. So until the end of next week, and unless otherwise noted, um, my name's Jay Wilson, his name's Brian Wilson, and this has been The Weekly Wilson. 
A scuba bee ba do ba ba dee ba ba dee boop ba ba beep ba scrip ba ba beep ba What do you think of? Sure, I'll leave the keys in the door. Nah, she's gonna see right through it. We gotta workshop it. We'll come up with something. Yeah.